Sacramento. Welcome to the program. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am humbly yours, Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. And you, you can join the show anytime that you would like to. And I think I've got it down now. 916-339-1140. Am I right? Nailed it. Boom. 100%. It only took me like a month, but I got it. That's all right. Uh, And I am on Twitter at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. So is he. He is at Chris M. Watkins. And we have a wonderful four hours for you. Man, talk of the town. I guess when you have like what's supposed to be a huge Sunday night battle against what is supposed to be maybe a team that can knock you off Mm -hmm. and you're the only game playing, because I think people tend to focus like when it's either Sunday night football or Monday night football or Thursday night football, when it's the only game going on, more attention is paid to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But man, the San Francisco 49ers are all up in the news. Yeah. Everywhere. Everybody that has a microphone is talking about them. So I guess we're going to do the same thing. And coming up, I think people are starting to, I think the trend is going up for him, which I guess you would assume so because of how well he's played. But there's there's less people talking down on Brock and more people talking mm. up. Yeah. There's still some people ca- talking down. But okay. most people, most people are starting to change their tune for sure. But yeah. there's some people out there who are just... Stuck in their ways a little. And then I missed this. So we're going to be dancing around, making sure that we don't get in trouble with the owner of the Raiders last night. Thankfully, it wasn't caught on audio. Mm -hmm. But we have the audio of him reacting. Not exactly sure who that was directed Mm -hmm. at, Chris. I'm not totally sure on that. But we'll be careful with that. And then also, I didn't. did did you know this Kittle t-shirt thing? I didn't see it when like it happened live. live. No, I didn't see it when it happened live. But Did it's they become not the show talk it? of the game um, ever since. So it's a it's a throwback to uh, to I, I don't think it was Bryant Young. Who was it? It was a uh, man. Uh, sorry, I, I couldn't find the name. You're I good. just looked. It's it all right. Up. Don't but, worry uh, about it. Just make somebody up. Yeah. So yeah, it was Jerry Rice. No, uh, <laughs> during a during the nineties, pulled up the shirt, the exact same shirt. Really? The you know. Whatever Dallas, huh? Uh, and Micah Parsons says it's personal. Whatever, I mean, yeah. you guys will get into that later. But it was, I felt that it was more of a throwback to that shirt because that meme has been bouncing around now for the past three years oh, since this rivalry. See, I didn't know anything up. about this. Yeah, it's a it's a throwback so thing. It's, a it's the exact yeah. same shirt. Okay, so, so he's paying homage to uh, yeah, to, yeah, to but, his history. But, but it, yeah. yeah, it's a little more than that. But well, yeah, he could yeah, have yeah, also yeah. had it bleeped out. The only thing I've seen is it bleeped out. I haven't actually seen. Uh, but I think the whole thing was actually there. I think there's yeah. a star yeah. on the U. Okay, I'm not there sure. you go. Well, that kind of that kind of fixes it, right? Yeah. Um, right? No one will know. But yeah, anyways. So I, look, I care less about that. That's just having fun. That's game gamesmanship, sure. if you will. But the reaction from Parsons, and let's hear it right now. But I mean, come on, man. George Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. He said, F Dallas. I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. Kittle's my guy, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. That's cool. See, now, Chris, the first part's fine. Saying that it was too personal mm-hmm. and whatever is fine. But the whole we got something for you. Yeah. You haven't had anything for them in the past no, three years. No, 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 no. You already had your chance to uh, yeah. to put up. Yeah. Like now it's time to shut up. Three times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And what? So now all of a sudden the personnel is going to be different? 
because yeah, Kittle no. showed the shirt and Parsons well, no, they're gonna is upset. Care, they're going to care more now. Oh, that's what you okay. know. That's what you, and you yeah, know. That's now my biggest gonna pet be, peeve. Exactly. Yeah, now yeah. they're going to be more ramped up for the next game, and that yeah. that's going to be the difference. That's going to be it. the thing that bridges that thirty-two point gap. Got it. Now they re before they really cared. Uh-huh. Now they really. Really, really care. care. And it's personal. And that's the key to beat yeah, the Niners. Exactly, right. If you need to go around the NFL mm-hmm. and tell teams how to beat the Niners, you need to really, really care. <laughs> yeah. Not Caring's not enough. No, it's not. Really caring's it's not enough. not quite. But really, really caring. That'll do it. That'll do just it. just enough. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I, I had more of a distaste for him saying that. If he had just said, like, that was out of pocket, he shouldn't have done that, I'd have sure. been like, cool. Because that was kind of out of pocket. Sure. I mean, it's all fun and games, yeah. whatever. I like to have fun. So I don't, I don't, I'm not usually like the, uh, the guy that likes to be the fun police or anything like that. Uh-huh. But my thing was just more like, oh, okay. If we see him again, yeah. we got something for him. It's that was where I drew the too. line. It's just yeah. like, it's really not that personal. Like, it's not like, I under, I guess, you know, in the sense of it's your team, like yeah. it's personal to you, but like, it's really not that it's, you know, like it's it's actually pretty broad. It's not really very like if it were personal, <laughs> it would be, you know, just like the Cardinals did or something, yeah. you know, like it would be something, you know, if you that, that's just that's that's about as lighthearted as you can get. And I think even Kittle said it uh, earlier today or yesterday. It's just like that's that's like a mild troll at, at best. It's it's not even very good work at that. So if they're really worked up and offended by that, I mean, that they I don't know that it to me just seems like. Parsons is is being a not sore loser, but just uh, I don't know, just a little bit dramatic. I think it's also a byproduct of guys having like Draymond Green does this with his right his podcast. podcast and stuff, I think it's right. just the fact that he has a podcast. He's got to say something, and yeah, and he's yeah. coming off right off of the game, mm-hmm. and so and you know, I mean. I don't know if he's got an editor. Maybe he should or yeah. whatever. Or maybe he wants, you know, us to be talking about it. Who knows? I don't right. I'm not like a consumer of his podcast in general. But I'm definitely not either. I think that that's part of it. Stuff is just gonna get said. But then I found this to be funny, as we talked about Jerry Jones saying that the Super Bowl goes through them, hopefully mm-hmm. us twice, and they're talking about twice. They really want to play the Niners in the playoffs, they which do. I don't know why. Because all they've done is eliminate you. No. But earlier in the week he said they're contenders, whether we beat them or not. This is before the game on Wednesday. He said, um, a learn you know uh, I'm sorry, a team you know you got to worry about when it comes to January and February football. So he had already been talking about it sure. just like I didn't even read that one. Right. I, I mean, I don't even know how many there are out there. Dak was, remember, peed yep. off. And Jerry Jones said that it goes through them. And then here's another one. But yeah, anyways, I just, I saw that as kind of like you can't, like, if that game was close, mm-hmm. Chris, if that was like, you know, 35. 32 yeah. or something. And then he said, okay, we got something for you on Peter. Yeah. But 42 10, you just got to be quiet. You can't say anything about having anything for anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much, I, I, I don't know if we got it, but that's pretty much what Debo said this morning where he was like, you know, it's, it's not like <laughs> I, already, I already gave it to you. Like y'all, y'all, if y'all were really that upset, like I think, uh, you know, I think, I think we already did all the talking we need to do with the points that we put up and, you know, yeah, this is this to me is just uh, it's a it's a team that lost that's got some hurt feelings, and to me that's that's all that all this is, and I don't think this is gonna be become an even bigger rivalry now. I still think that this is pretty one sided in terms of the actual on the field play. Like definitely the Cowboys and, and Niners, everybody knows that it's it's a rivalry, but 
you know, th- I think that it's very clear now that Dallas is thinking about San Francisco a whole lot more than San Francisco is thinking about Dallas. Debo, such a great name. Please tell me you're not too young to not know what Friday is. Of course is. I know what Friday okay, is. Okay, all right. Yes. So Debo was the was the bully, yes. but uh, here Athlete he is named. responding, clapping back. You going to make it personal? We can make it personal. Hey, uh, How you know, personal it was already, is it? It was already personal before the game started. Now, um, 42 to 10, I don't think you like want to see us again. It might be a little bit worse. Debo. I don't know what we trust. Micah. <laughs> Micah, Debo. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm getting uncomfortable. Oh, I don't know what we I don't know what we trust. About, we trust you know laugh now, cry later. I mean, I don't think you want to see us again. It's really that simple. I mean, pretty it's much. Really that simple. Yeah. It's just like if you want, like it, it, the Niners are not stressed. They're like, oh, okay. Like next time we play as personal, they or would love to play them like, in the playoffs. Please, please, please. I mean, like versus even the I, I, I talk about the pesky teams all the time yeah. with the Lions and the Seahawks yeah. or whatever. I think that they would take the Cowboys over any of the possible options in absolutely, the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, so they'd the be Seahawks, laughing now and laughing later also. <laughs> I, I just, no crying. This is a yeah. You know, we we like to bring up Dave Chappelle on this show. Mm-hmm. This is a classic example to me of when keeping it real goes, goes wrong. wrong. Like yeah. this is this is Michael Parsons trying to you know trying to stand up for his team, trying to be real, trying yeah. to trying to put some intimidation, say hey y'all y'all beat us, but we're not afraid of you even still. And yeah, you know, I think you should just be quiet because you got you got handled, and you know you 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 don't want that smoke again because I I didn't see anything on Sunday that made me feel like that result could go any differently in any other situation. I did tell you post game though that the only person that gave me any sort of confidence in Dallas was Micah. Yeah, right. Because Dak was like. We were humbled against Arizona. We This is the most humbling loss I've ever had in my entire life. And then, you know, so I did kind of believe him. Now, I don't think that the result, I don't think the results are going to match up what he said, but I do believe that he believed it. Like yeah. he didn't say it sheepishly. Oh, I think sure. he truly thinks that he'd have something for them. And yeah. he also later in the podcast, again, talking too much, kind of called out his coaches. Really? He said like, <laughs> shout out to Shanahan. He said, I didn't feel like we were put in the right position to succeed, really? which is well, Dak said the complete opposite in his prep. Remember, well, he was yeah, like, he was "I like, feel like we've never been more prepared in, in our life." Going in, you know? yeah, yeah, going in for sure. Uh, and then something very interesting, and we'll get to um, we'll get to some people talking about Brock throughout the show, where he's at, MVP all of a sudden, like mm. leader for MVP, and then a guy that was a huge rival of the Niners that all of a sudden is like their ambassador. And you sent a very interesting nugget because we did a poll, Mm -hmm. as we all remember. Will you be watching Mm -hmm. the 49ers-Cowboys game or will you be watching the first Kings preseason game? Well, we got some numbers that say maybe the poll was off a smidge. (laughs) So we'll get into that coming up next. You're listening Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, 1140. You can join us whenever you please. You can be heard. You can be read. 916-339-1140 is where you can call or text. Also, you can check us out. Live streaming on YouTube. Jump in the chat. See some action in there. Haven't been able to get through it yet. Uh, Bottom of the hour. 
Yes, it is just preseason. But as I've talked about, and I, I could be a sage sayer on this one, Chris, the amount of starting lineups that the Kings are going to trot out, mm. I think might lead the league. So many know. options, Chris. I don't know. I know, I know, I know. You push back on it a lot. I'm just telling you. You know, there's so many. He played 20 guys. Chris. Yep. 20 guys. Yep. Now, I know all 20 aren't going to play. But right. You know what I mean. Anyways, we'll get into some Kings talk, bottom of the hour. But right now, to uh, pay off my tease, as the kids say, you and I put up a poll saying, uh, what are you going to watch on Sunday? Right. Uh, a huge actual Game that counts, regular season, Cowboys, Niners. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you told me, don't sleep on Kings Nation. Yes, sir. You 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 warned me. I said. And, and you were darn near, darn near right. I know. It was 53 to 47 when I thought it was going to be like 85-15. Mm-hmm. Well, the numbers came out. Top markets for Cowboys, Niners on NBC. One, Dallas. That's to be expected, right. correct? Texas right. is a big state, right? Huge. Last time I checked. And Cowboys, also a pretty big team there. You yeah. Know? And so they had a 24.5 rating, good sure. for a 58 share. Then San Francisco, you'd assume that as well. Right. 21.4 at 60. And then number two, ahead of San Antonio, ahead of Austin, number or tied for number two, Sacramento. Ridiculous. So I feel like that number, I feel yeah. like I kind of won that poll even though I lost it. I feel like yeah. it should have been 85-15. Spiritually, you won it for that's sure. That's pretty crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. And that's to, you know, that I, I don't even think, I think that obviously a big portion of that is 49er fans here mm-hmm. locally. There's obviously a huge contingency of Niner fans here, hence why we're, we're you know. Home so, of the Niners. Home of the Niners mm-hmm. and so proud of it. Mm-hmm. but. Uh, I think that's really just a sign of also Sacramento loves its football. Like, I mean, that, yeah. that's that's just it could an, just be any football fan. Any Doesn't football, mean necessarily. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, typically, of course, it's not going to be, you know, top three markets in, in the country yeah, in terms crazy. of viewership. Usually mm-hmm. they'll be in the top 10, though, even routinely for if it's if it's whatever. Even really? If it's, yeah, it could be Packers, Eagles, even. I think I think the Sacramento will be top 10, top 15. Hmm. They just love they love their sports. They they love football. And and I think a big again, a big portion of that is also just loving of the Niners. But this is for everyone who who says that Sacramento's not a sports town. There are still people out there who, you know, because the the only major professional sports team here is the Sacramento Kings, they think, oh, you know, it's it's a it's it's a market that doesn't really have an appetite for for professional sports. But mm-hmm. that's just it's just the furthest thing from the truth. And it, again, I think this is a, a a prime example of why Sacramento would be a great place to have another professional sports town because this place or another professional sports team I because know. this place Haven't really, really Haven't they proved really it with the Kings, Chris? They just think it's like a niche, like, oh, they love basketball, and, and that's that's fun for them. But, they're like, not they're, good. they're worldwide yep. known as one of the best franchises. Yep. So, if you're, bases, yeah. so wouldn't you be looking at that and going, I want to give them more teams? Talk to the WNBA, talk to well, the I mean, MLS, like, what more do they talk need to, to do? MLB even, yeah. you know, there's been, there's been, Sacramento is always the market where, you know, conversations will be had, mm-hmm. they'll discuss you as, you know, an alternate site, but it hasn't really been taken very seriously as, as like a contender for, for any of these major sports markets. Obviously the Sac Republic has gone, you know, back and forth yeah. with their MLS bid, but you know, for the most part that didn't happen because 
they didn't feel confident enough in the ownership group there, it's and they crazy. didn't feel like there was enough money in yeah. the market or with that ownership specifically in order to get it done. And and I feel like if if they felt more confidently about the market, mm-hmm. they might just say it's okay. We'll find a different ownership group or figure it out. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, that's that's just a, a clear and obvious example that Sacramento really, really loves its sports. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I went to a golf course. And I was, uh, we were doing like a putting game, you yeah. know, just like having fun putting. And some guy recognized my voice from hearing me on with you. And he came up to me, just immediately wanted to talk Kings, wanted That's to talk crazy. football, all that stuff. And yeah. it was like, I'm like, this town loves its sports, loves you know? It. And like, I, again, I don't, obsessed. I don't know what else they can show other than how well regarded the Sacramento Kings fans are. Like to yep. me, that would be all you need as an example yeah. for them to be able uh, to expand. But anyways, yep. yeah, those numbers were crazy. crazy. And then of course I had fun. I know this is not the getting to know you <laughs> segment, but you'll get to know this about me, Chris. I am horrible with geography. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like I graduated from Cal. <laughs> I'm a hilarious. smart guy, but I know where I'm dumb. Yeah. Geography, I am terrible at. For okay. instance, I thought Japan was closer to New York than California. Okay. I'm For really sure. bad with geography. Sure. Gotcha. So help me with this. Where is Norfolk? Uh, Nor- I've heard the college. Uh, it's got to be Texas, right? Because it's uh, it's number six on the list. That's why Norfolk, I'm bringing it up. Norfolk, I would guess like, guess I, I would guess Google Midwest. It. You got to Google it. Norfolk, that's interesting. Because I'm figuring that's got to be Texas. Uh, Norfolk is in Virginia. Oh, so there you go. Okay. The more you learn, the I, more I, you know. I can't be sleeping on Norfolk, but I then guess yeah. Not. <laughs> and, and then I looked at it. Now I'm thinking, like as like a Niners fan, I was thinking, okay, who else is on here? And I said, oh, Kansas City. Played them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what they're I mean? They're trying to scout. Maybe they're yeah. sizing them up. And then Philadelphia's on there. For sure. And I said, oh, oh yeah. okay. I see what you're doing. This is a double scouting <laughs> yeah. mission. This is like you know. Yeah. Definitely, I, this is the game where you definitely send your scouts out. If yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. So, anyways, we talked about, uh, obviously, the Parsons and the Kittle beef and Debo clapping back or whatever. Right. But a lot of what we're also going to talk about, as long as this guy is the best player-ish on the best team, best team for sure, mm-hmm. I think we'd all agree on that. Philly might have something to say about it, but I think the Niners have looked more yes. convincing. Yeah. But here is Skip sort of breaking down, because remember – Skip Bayless, and look, I enjoy this for what it is yeah. on the surface. Sure. I don't, like, really love it, yeah. but I enjoy it for what it is. It serves a purpose, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. But he's the biggest Cowboys guy yes, on the is. planet. right, I forgot. And his ex-partner, Stephen A., is, like, the biggest anti-Cowboy. He's, right. he's always poking fun at them. But here's Skip. He's coming around on Brock. Was that good enough? He has started and finished 12 games in this league. He's 12 and 0 in those games. 12 and 0, it's impossible. You can say scheme. You can say Kyle. You can say talent. You can say Kittle. You can say Debo. You can say Ayuk. You can say, uh, and Christian McCaffrey. You can say all the above. You still have to play the position at the highest level. He is way better than Dak Prescott ever thought about being because he is unflappable. He is unflustered. He stands back there, as I said earlier in the show, like he's playing soft toss catch. He reads it so quickly, he picks out the absolute most open receiver, and then he just throws him a little radar rainbow, just just flicks his wrist, and all of a sudden it drops right into the breadbasket. And I'm saying, we have a wizard calling plays for a wizard because this, this kid's a wizard. Wow. Okay, Hogwarts. That's what he, He's right out of Hogwarts. I've never seen anything like it. I thought Tua was doing this with McDaniel in, in Miami, but this is a whole nother level from that. 
See, wow. and I mean, and that, like, what he called out there is what everybody's saying about scheme and system and yeah. all the stuff around him or whatever. It's like, you you can point all that out, but I think you and I are on the same page when it comes to saying, you can point all that out. It doesn't mean he's not playing excellent football. Right. No, absolutely. And, I, you know, yeah, we've we've been supporters of Brock Purdy for, for the past couple of weeks now, even when it wasn't popular, but... I don't know what it is. Something about Skip Bayless's voice, him explaining why Brock Purdy is good. I'm all of a sudden out on Brock Purdy. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> it was. But after hearing way. him talk so passionately about yeah. how good Brock he called is, him Harry Potter. I now feel a lot less confident in Brock. I don't know what it is. I was trying to do the opposite. Yeah. I was trying to get you to like him more. Yeah, I don't know. I no, just I yeah, feel I like you. I believe in him a whole lot less you. now after hearing Skip just wax poetic. I mean, he's like clickbait, that. but it's I mean, crazy. I, look, I, 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 this is the only thing I will say and I, I mean we're going to talk about it so I shouldn't say the only thing I'm going to say but one thing that I will say is that I would like to see him on a worse team mm. and a quarterback that has a worse team on the Niners obviously oh, you can't yeah. do that you can't yeah. just mix and match or whatever right but I would like for instance the Detroit Lions sure you think Brock Purdy would be putting up like would be People talking about MVP, probably right, not. Right. But and at the same time, if Goff was on the Niners, would he even maybe do doing better than? But here's the thing: yeah. how much better can you do than what Brock's doing? I don't think I had can. one incompletion a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. I yeah. just don't think you can. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, coming up, bottom of the hour. I think this team is going to lead the league in different starting rotations, and I don't think it's going to have anything to do with injury. We'll talk about that. King season around the corner. You're listening to Chris Walk and Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Great poll. You even know this song? Yeah, the far side. Wow. Yeah. How old are you? I didn't know that uh, Big Boy was a uh, bodyguard for them, too. I don't know if you knew really? that. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Well, Outcast welcome back, Sacramento. Sorry. Sometimes we go off yeah. on music. Oh, games. no. I don't think out- the host, the radio host. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Gotcha. So I'm at the airport a few months ago. Really? Didn't say anything. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. How old are you? Am I allowed to ask 26. you that on air? No, you're not. And you know Farside? Because <laughs> uh, this yeah, came like out this when song. I was like a kid. Yeah. Um, is he lying about 28? No, he's not. He's oh, completely. Okay. I was okay. just funny. He was like, no, you're not allowed to. No, I uh, I like uh, 90s rap, hip hop, wow, I guess. Good for you. That and like 80s. This is rock. a pole. She keeps on passing me by. Farside. Great album. Anyways, I got distracted on that. Coming up at 1045, we have fun in the 40s. We all plead the fifth together we uh, so i don't know what i don't know if you know mm. don't even tell me if you do know okay we'll tease it for 10 45 but i don't know what was going on with mark davis and then i heard all this other stuff i was listening to too much radio today coming yeah. in anyways we will get to that monday night football and then also something i really love in the nba and i hope that this continues because you don't see it enough anymore and I think I'm seeing signs of it brewing, and I hope that it continues. But okay. we'll do that uh, fun in the 40s as we go around the wacky world of sports. But right now, Chris, the Sacramento Kings, yep. a quote from their coach. And as you put in the rundown, it's just preseason. But he told reporters in Vancouver that their groupings, quote, could change at any time. 
And this is kind of where I'm going with me thinking that they're going to be playing around. And I know you're telling me, look, it's going to be Fox. It's going to be Herter. It's going to be Barnes. It's going to be Murray. It's going to be Sabonis. I I get that. But I could just see this is kind of me complimenting the guys that are behind them. Mm -hmm. And whether or not – and how much flexibility they they have in terms of whether or not they want to go big or small. But I could see McGee. Getting into the starting lineup, I could see Duarte if he is is playing amazing defensively and then is adding stuff offensively. Monk was my favorite player last mm-hmm. year against the Warriors in the playoffs. I mean, he had a couple of bad games, but he was fantastic. Mitchell, we talk about it all the time, whether or not he's developed a jumper, all that stuff. I just see a lot of different places, and that's not even bringing up Sasha, where guys could emerge and be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's not the fact that I don't see the the amount of talent that's on the roster that's capable of starting. It's just I I just think that they're going to keep stability for the sake of of stability and it's I'm not saying that they can't switch lineups throughout the game, but mm-hmm. I just think for the I mean, for the most part and I'm really only going off of one year of data, but they were just so loyal to that starting lineup last year that it's just, I think that it provides a lot of switchability. I think there's potential for it to to be a version of like the Kings version of a death lineup because of the positional versatility that it can provide. And I would just be surprised. I think it would have to be very, very matchup dependent for them to switch to like a McGee or somebody else in the starting lineup, or it would have to require somebody playing so poorly that they almost lose their spot in the starting lineup. I just feel like Mike Brown has been incredibly loyal to his five guys. Yeah, okay. I guess I the only as I'm I'm you know, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. So yeah. I, I'm trying to um, you know, poke holes in your argument. Sure. I guess I guess what I would say is that last year, first of all, it was his first year around all these guys. Yep. So I think the trust factor was way more with his sure. starters than the other guys. But also, don't you think it's just gotten better in terms of the like- options? For yeah, a I different mean, starting lineup. For instance, like McGee is better than any backup center that they had last year, right? Yeah. And in theory, Sasha could be better than any backup that sure. Harrison Barnes had last year. And if Mitchell and Monk improved over the offseason, yeah. they could be better options that could come in. For instance, if Herter yeah. is struggling. You know what I mean? I just feel yeah. like the options are better, so he's going to be more tempted to to fool around with the lineup. Yeah, I think it's just the more that you tweak with the lineup, the different you have to look. Like, it's not just as simple as putting in JaVale McGee and now your defense is is better because he's a defensive stopper. You Mm -hmm. also have to think on the other end of the floor, what does that do for the spacing offensively? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times when you try and mix and match, whether it be putting Sasha in instead of HB or adding uh, McGee in and taking out Harrison or something like that, it just messes with what the Kings were so good at last season in terms of running their offense that yeah. it, it just it, – I just would have to see it. Like, I just can't see that. They were so reliant on dribble handoffs and having four shooters out on the floor or three shooters in Fox and Sabonis that mm-hmm. obviously if you put McGee and Sabonis on the floor at the same time with mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox – well, now those other two players have to be shooters, and I got you. JaVale has to stand in the dunker spot because Sabonis is still, you know, running dribble handoffs at the top of the key, and you know, it's just it really messes with everything else. And you know, Harrison Barnes and, and Keegan Murray at the forward spots; those guys are so switchable defensively. If you put in Sasha instead of HB, you have to now worry about his foot speed on the other end. Mm-hmm. Yes, he might be a better offensive weapon, but you know, you just lose so much on the defensive end. I don't know if it's worth it. And 
that's really the biggest reason why I just feel like he's not going to change at least the starting lineup. Again, people can come in and out however the the game's dictating, but I I just think that starting lineup makes a lot of sense and also can provide – pretty much a little bit of everything, and, and you can adjust from from where you see the struggles of that starting lineup. Yeah, and I, I, I get what you're saying. You could be trying to add in certain places, but you're also subtracting, and right. so what's the net value right. in actually making that change? When do you change who you are completely just by switching one or two guys in? Yeah, and then I guess the only other thing for me is, while they were obviously record-breakingly fantastic, I don't yeah. know if that's a phrase, it but works. Um, uh, offensively, they were whatever it is, twenty fifth, uh, I believe, 22nd, in defense. Second, twenty third. It was terrible. Like they were not good. They Out were of thirty, bottom, yeah, bottom so, portion of the league. So, how much like would you be willing to sacrifice? Like, maybe you don't have to be record setting on the offensive end if it means that you're getting at least respectable right. on the defensive end. So, yeah, I just I don't know. I see all these pieces, and especially with him saying that could change at any time. I mean, I guess probably all coaches say that yeah. about all situations. There's nobody that's going to go out there and say, this is our exact rotation. This is right. how I'm doing exactly. it. Exactly. But I do think that they're looking at this and going, we got a lot of pieces here mm-hmm. and we can figure out what the best fit is going to be. I Definitely. don't know. And I'm not even saying I know what it would be. For sure. I'm just saying I think there's way more options than there were last year. Both, oh, 100%. Both because it's not Mike Brown's first year anymore. It's his second. He trusts these guys more, and right. they know the system more. Right. So I feel like he's going to go and, and, and move it around because I think what right. they're ultimately, again, we don't have to talk about the drought anymore. Right. They're working towards getting towards the playoffs and making sure that they have all that figured out by then. Totally. I mean, if yeah, that's that's almost a completely different conversation for me. Like, the, the amount of lineups that they can throw out there are are almost endless I mean you really can plug and play a lot of guys but again I just I feel like the starters are set but Mm -hmm. everything else besides that again like a starter can come out and get replaced in in five minutes and look like a completely different rotation but you're right and the the sense of the amount of depth that this team has this year is is unusual for this franchise and it's going to be really interesting to see you know and again I know Whitey's pointed out a couple different times that they can really go with like a true hockey second unit like they could sub in a, a whole new five guys and and really still be able to hold their weight and to me, that's that's going to be the king, the key for the Kings this season, and especially to start the year, is just leaning on that depth and and really trying to exploit, you know, some of the other teams in the Western Conference that just don't have it. Like the Lakers don't really have an extended amount of depth. The Suns are really really top heavy, not so much deep. They're such a weird. Team. Even Denver has lost a good amount of its depth that made them so so difficult to play last year. To me, that's that's where the Kings can win a lot. And again, I think we talked about it yesterday, but that was what was so concerning about that that preseason game the other day was starters they did okay. I mean, you know, you look mm-hmm. at the plus minus for most of the starters, it's anywhere from minus 5 to minus 2, so they didn't win those minutes, but where Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Chris Duarte <laughs> come like in and they're minus 20. 22. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's yeah. preseason. Who really cares? But yeah. that's supposed to be the lineup that kind of takes the Kings over the top. And if if they're not going to be able to do that, that's going to be worrisome for this team this year. Let me ask you this, because I like I'm much more of a fan of macro versus micro. Yeah, especially for these conversations, the preseason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, yeah, the micro is ridiculous yeah. when you're talking about preseason. But – in terms of just the team in general, when you're looking at the roster and kind of like who needs to quote-unquote prove it or put up or shut up or whatever, because you can go in a couple different directions. You could say like 
Fox needs to go from superstar Mm -hmm. to top five player in the league. Or Sabonis needs to go from all-star to superstar. Or, and because Barnes is getting a little bit long in the tooth, which makes me feel old to even say that about him. Uh, You could go Murray and say that he needs to make a huge jump. But, I mean, he was just a rookie last year. I'm looking way more at the guys that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at Mitchell. I'm looking at Monk. I'm looking at Duarte, who had a great uh, rookie season Mm -hmm. with Indiana. And then injuries and them drafting a guy for his exact position kind of hampered him last year. But I'm looking more at those bench guys, which is kind Mm -hmm. of why I think they're going to be tooling with the – with the starting line, because I do think they're all going to emerge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was listening to Whitey and Draper yesterday, and 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 Draper pretty much said the same thing. Where he he thinks that's going to be the big thing for the Kings this year. Like you're saying, is there might be some nights where Davion Mitchell wins the game. You know, Chris Duarte might have 20 points in a given night. There's going to be a lot of nights where I think Sasha is going to be in the final uh, rotation of things. Monk. And he's going to have 20 points. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. Malik Monk. We mm-hmm. saw him close pretty much all of those playoff games. It wouldn't surprise me if he has, you know, more than a few 20-point games. And and to me, that's, again, that that's where the Kings can separate themselves. And that's that's where they can become a really, really great team. If you can give, you know, for for – lack of better terms if you can give De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis nights off where they don't have to carry the team especially De'Aaron where you know we obviously saw last year he he put a huge weight on himself in those fourth quarters mm-hmm. if it doesn't have to come down to those heroics on on most nights that's where this team can stay fresh they can stay healthy yeah they can also really prove that that they're a team because they still are in a, in a proving phase I think I think a lot of people even though they they had a great season last year, people don't believe that these guys are going to go out there and and do it I again. No, there is not a lot of Sacramento Kings love. Well, it was pro- almost yeah. like they loved them last year, right? Because they always say that's my that's my favorite team. That's not my favorite team. Yeah. But now it's almost like that all of that's washed off, and they're yeah. just like they're not going to repeat what they yeah. did last year. No, a lot but of like you didn't even bring yeah. up Lyles, and Lyles no, had some big minutes huge. in the playoffs last year, and huge. even Len became part of the rotation. So, like, if they can, like you said, if they can have all these different guys contributing on different nights and you're not relying on, and then, of course, knock on wood, Mm -hmm. because I hate talking about the injury stuff, but (laughs) when you have depth like that, then you're not as worried about that if guys have to miss a couple of games. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's it's... It's what they're banking on is I, I really think the depth is going to be the story of this season and just how well their bench plays is is really going to take them as, as far as they can go. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be intriguing to see with the rotation as well, to your point. Like, they can only play a certain amount of guys, yeah. and at some yeah. point there's going to be some odd men odd men out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean. It, but it, at that point I can really go crazy <laughs> on you. I could be talking about we could trade some of these great guys right. that well, we're not that's, even using. That's the next step of this thing. Once the season <laughs> yeah. gets going, there's going to be – some some areas of weakness where people are going to need to uh you know with the amount of shooting this team has something tells me they can they can give up a good portion or some portion of that shooting to maybe improve in some other areas and i listen to you and whitey and i know one of your bold predictions is a big trade big trade it's happening big trade it's happening we will all find out together but i think everybody's excited about the purple and black being back right around the corner and coming up next we're all going to plead the fifth together i'm i would argue that this is the best intro in all of sports radio i would agree should i just go all radio you think there's a music intro that's better than this or is this numero uno across all all media media tv too yeah wow we're going bold anyways fun in the 40s we're gonna go around the wacky world of sports chris Watkins, zachariah sacktown sports 1140 
Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Subscribe, follow, comment, text, call, all that good stuff. 916-339-1140 where you can do that. Check us out live streaming on YouTube. Top of the hour, Mr. Watkins. We have a VIP guest. Is he VIP guest or is he just a guest? I would say he's VIP guest. VIP? We have him on every week. Okay. So that's, that seems pretty IP to me. That's true. Important you know? for sure. Chris Biederman will join us. Candlestick Chronicles. Uh, what more can we say? Let's figure out different ways to Man say how good the 49ers are. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're doing, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, in, in so many different words, we have to figure out uh, you know how many how many different ways we can say the 49ers are great and yeah. look like an absolute uh, wrecking ball of a team. Like if an alien came down from outer space and said, "What do you do?" Mm-hmm. I would say, I try to choose different words from the English dictionary mm-hmm. to describe the level of greatness that the 49ers are. Right, pretty much to an extent, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean we're gonna we're they're gonna so have to good. try and they're try and so find ways good. that they can maybe lose this well, week. That's why Emil I said there's there's a chance this week. I know I didn't know Emil could see me, and so I was doing a nonverbal <laughs> thing with you where I was scoffing at him trying to no. pretend like this Browns game is scary, we're but I could live. not be less scared yeah. of the Browns come Sunday. But All who right. knows? I'm gonna any ask given Chris Sunday. about it. I'm gonna ask Biederman about it. We'll and, see what he's got to say. Any given Sunday, but right now we it's uh, look. I buried the lead. Chris, uh, we, we need to waste no more time than getting to the greatest introduction to a segment okay. in the history of apparently all media. Yeah, I was going to say radio, yeah. TVs included, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, on Zachariah and Watkins, I plead the fifth. My favorite part is that he goes five, and you think he's going to count down, but then he goes to one, and then goes back up to fifth. Yes, he goes five, one, two, three, four, fifth. Anyways, Comedic genius. Kids, go look up the Chappelle Show. Actually, I don't know how appropriate mm, young that adults is for kids. Yeah, young yeah, exactly. Adults. Eighteen and up. Yeah. Check out the Chappelle Show. I was a little younger when I first saw it. So we have, um, yeah, so was I. I think um, we have a couple of things here. Now I, I got to start with this. Now just listen to the sound, and then I'll describe. What I think Buck and Aikman are sort of trying to get to. Okay. Lead for Josh McDaniels, much to the chagrin of Mark Davis. <laughs> okay, so the key, music. The key part to that. There's two key parts. One from Buck, which is yep. chagrin, and that would be Mark Davis reacting yep. very unfavorably to uh, his team yep. and their performance. But then my favorite part is Aikman laughing. Because what Aikman saw, we can't say on radio, but Mark Davis mouths some things about... Yes. We don't know. Well, I was going to ask you, do you know definitively? Now, the the rumors are that it's McDaniels. Yeah, that tracks also. And that he was upset, I suppose, about the play calling. Now, Mm -hmm. what happened prior to this, Jordan Love, who threw three picks, and I think... You can rest easy as a Vikings yes. fan. I think that I, I think he's going to officially end okay. the quarterback yeah. dominance of three decades. Just got to worry about the Lions. Now. Four, yeah, well, yeah, I know it's like whack-a-mole. One one NFC North team yep. goes down, another one pops up. But what happened was he threw a pick. They returned it inside the ten, and then it was a really bad four and, yes, or whatever, three, three and, and out, a, three and a field goal, yeah. and so. I guess that's what I I thought because okay my first thought was that you wouldn't do that to your coach 
even though we've talked about how yeah. maybe he wants to fire his you know. coach, but he can't afford it. Yeah, you're in the box. You don't. So I was thinking like a ref, watching. like maybe they didn't call like a sure. pass interference or something. Sure, but we don't know. Anyways, it was yeah. the talk of we can last assume. night. We yeah. can assume. And yeah, everybody we went know. straight to Twitter, and they're like, who's he talking to? Yeah. And shouldn't they hold his feet to the fire? If I was a Raiders reporter, that would be my first line of business, well, is going <laughs> straight to him and saying, straight, who are you? Go straight to the owner. Who, yes. I, I don't think owners are having a lot of press conferences. Just, oh, really yeah, just Jerry Jones, yeah. probably. Huh? Yeah, just yeah. Jerry, who's got it's his true. weekly radio show. But besides yeah, we that. We haven't heard from York at all. We have not, no. And I think it's time. probably best that way. Yeah. I don't think you should be hearing from ownership uh, yeah. unless people are asking for it. Yeah. You know? Well, when we did hear from York, it was yeah. like the Tom Sula days. Well, exactly, when he don't. needed to <laughs> yeah. speak. I mean, when exactly. people have questions yeah. that need to be answered. Yeah, they're good now. They like, got Shanahan, they got Lynch, they're solid. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just interesting, and I would, I, you know, I, I think it'll come out eventually. Somebody will guess spill the beans so to some i mean we'll never truly know but i think again we can probably connect some dots and you know even For when sure. he's asked i don't think mark davis is gonna say oh that whole thing yeah i was talking about our our head coach mark mike mcdaniel like, yeah that was obviously come on so in this day and age chris is, everything's different you know we have jersey swaps on the field yeah. everybody's lovey-dovey they love you everybody loves each other there's no like real hatred in sports anymore but i think i've sniffed out some hatred now okay um it's always weird to me when people talk about chet possibly being the rookie of the year yeah because he was drafted two years ago sure. but obviously missed all of last year so he's eligible and then also Wemby, who Woj said was as we just talked about that being the best intro in the history of media yep. Yep. he said the highest prospect in any sport yeah not just basketball yeah but Wemby and chet now they played against each other last night Wemby scored on him, got an and one or something, and flexed on him. Mm -hmm. Not, like, directly over him, but, you know, flexed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did his thing. And then here is him post-game asking if he has – they asked him if he had any relationship with Chet. Um, it was good. I mean, I was uh, – personally, I was feeling good. I was feeling like I had a lot of energy, so it was good. And, yeah, I, f I felt like he, he hurt us uh, in the first half. And, uh, yeah, I know – I know it's just preseason, but for sure the, the games against OKC are going to be interesting. Yeah. For, is, is there a little extra between the two of you? I mean, do you guys have any relationship at all? No. No. Hmm. Love it. Now, look, it's not exactly hatred. Yep. But part of what I think put basketball on the map with Bird and Magic is that even though they didn't hate each other, they played against each other in the college championship right. game. And I think that there was other factors in play that I don't need to highlight. But sure. anyways... I think that there was a legitimate hatred sure. between I got did you watch Winning Time at all? I did. did I yeah. ask you this already? Yeah. So you remember those scenes where they cut to the players and they're like bleep yes. Boston and yeah. beat LA and mm -hmm. all that stuff? There was I mean, they loved each other ultimately, but they also did have a legitimate rivalry. And yeah. I'm just hoping with these two big men that are complete, like, just like giants. Avatar guys, yeah. you know. But they, yeah, giants, but they can, like, cross over and shoot from three. Yes. But I hope that they hate each other. Is that bad of me? <laughs> I want them to hate each other. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I okay. think it's more just rooting for a potential rivalry, which everyone seems to be excited about. I don't think they have to necessarily hate each other in order for it to be a great rivalry. But okay. obviously, like, if – the funny thing is, I wouldn't expect this from Wemby. Like, Chet's kind of the dude who's got a little – a little 
you know, mm-hmm. MF to him. Yeah. You know, he, Bob Wemby's the one that flexed. Look, for sure. And that's what was so surprising. And, yeah. and you know, it'll it'll be fun to see these two go against each other for the foreseeable future. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're in the same division. So yep. they'll be getting a lot of matchups together. And, yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like this is going to be something that we're just going to – we should get – we strap up because we're going to see this for the next – 12 to 15 years, hopefully, of just Wemby versus Chet. And and shout out both of them who had really, really impressive debuts. I watched probably the first quarter and a half of that game. Mm-hmm. And both of those two had moments good, where yeah. they were just like, league is screwed, man. The league is just yeah. absolutely wrecked for the next 10 years. Because those two, there's just... they're. They're just they're busters. Like there's yeah. nothing you can do that that's gonna be able to that you're gonna be able to scheme up against them. You can't teach their level of size and mm-hmm. the amount of skill that they have. And it's just it's gonna be ridiculous to watch, especially that OKC team. It just feels like a, a little bit of the rich getting. Well, I guess you wouldn't consider OKC rich, but it, you know just rich with young talent oh, yeah. got even they're richer stacked. by adding yeah. Chet Holmgren. So For sure, that's gonna be a really really fun team. This yeah, year. no doubt. And imagine if that was in L.A. and New York or Boston instead of San Antonio, San Antonio and Oklahoma. And but that's good for the what league. Are you to say? Well, what? you want superstars <laughs> in those in those markets so that yeah. you know because the other ones don't even really need the attention. No, they don't. But uh, yeah, I just hope you know I, I I'm not I'm not calling for violence. I just want them to not no, like each for other. Sure. That's all. Yeah. All right. Coming up, top of the hour, your San Francisco 49ers undefeated and Chris Biederman. Uh, we have multiple boots on the ground, but it, he does Candlestick Chronicles. He will join the show. We'll ask him, is there anything to worry about in Cleveland? And much, much more. We'll do all that next. You're listening to Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140.